Welcome to the Nourished Woman podcast, hosted by yours truly, Gabby Worsrink, holistic nutritionist and passionate women's health educator. Together on this podcast, we are going to open up the conversation around hormones, holistic healing, relationships, self-development, and everything in between, so you can feel empowered, educated, and ready to take your health and life into your own hands. Hey everybody, on today's podcast, we have Alexis Dempsey. Alexis is an anxiety nutritionist and the founder of Flourish and Fettle. She holds both a bachelor's and master's degree in nutritional sciences and is currently working towards her designation as a certified nutritional practitioner. After experiencing the power of nutritional medicine and lifestyle interventions on anxiety firsthand, she's now helping women blossom from anxious, frustrated, and hopeless to calm, present, and happy using personalized meal plans and protocols. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm super excited to chat with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I have done a huge like deep dive into your Instagram because I love all your posts and I think it's super informative and I just love how you kind of have everything laid out. Um, But I would love for you to share why you niched in anxiety and why you felt so pulled to kind of go into that work. For sure. Um, So I'm going to backtrack a little bit to a few years ago. I started actually volunteering with this not-for-profit in Guelph, up and running Guelph, and it was a mental health uh, beginners running and walking group for women who were experiencing mild to moderate depression and anxiety. So it was really about getting these women outside into social situations and moving their bodies in a way that really supported them. And I just thought it was really cool, like looking at it from a different I guess, perspective that, yeah, we can go to therapy and we can take, you know, different pharmaceuticals, but we can also do these things for ourselves. So that's where it really started. And then I always kind of knew that I had anxiety. Um, And what really helped me was honestly taking care of my own gut health. So I went to my naturopath a few years ago and just everything was just crazy. (laughs) My gut was just wreaking havoc. And so I, um, cleared everything up with her and that's when I noticed a lot of my anxiety lifting. So I noticed, or I got to experience both, you know, the physical benefits of moving your body and then also social and getting outdoors. But then I also got to experience firsthand how much a good diet and good supplements and taking care of yourself and really putting those all together helped with anxiety. So I thought this would be great. I mean, a lot of people might need this. So that's why I kind of niche down into uh, the anxiety field for women. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I, It's crazy because I know the, the connection of the gut and everything with our mental health. But whenever I hear stories of people who have really made a huge impact from just changing like their gut health and, and improving it, it still blows me away because it's just so amazing how it's all interconnected. Right. And you, I mean, I think there's more research coming out about it now, mm-hmm. but it was something I had no idea. And I really didn't have an idea until I actually went through it and actually saw the results mm-hmm. from making those changes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's crazy how much it really impacts our mental health mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything else too. I mean, skin health, hormonal health, everything kind of just stems from your gut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything, honestly, it goes back to the gut. I always tell people that it's so funny, but it's so true. The gut is like the center of everything. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear a little bit more about um, your education, your schooling. So I know you're going to school to be a CNP right now, but I think you had already had some nutrition, um, like you went to university for nutrition. Is that correct? 
Yeah, yeah. so I did both uh, my undergrad and my master's in nutritional sciences. Okay. And it was quite interesting because that was from a purely scientific base. Um, mm-hmm. So during my master's, I was actually on a human clinical trial where we were looking at how consumption of beans affects different uh, biomarkers in heart disease. So our main one was cholesterol, but it's interesting coming from that purely nutritional sciences background and now going into the CNP program where it's more, okay, how do we treat the individual and how do we work with them and what kind of different modalities can we use? Mm -hmm. It's been really cool. I've been loving it so far. Mm -hmm. It's great. So are you at um, IHN in um, like Toronto or Mississauga? Yeah, I'm actually doing their online courses right now. Okay, awesome. Yeah, because when I went, there wasn't any online. I guess like pre-COVID, they didn't do that. Um, So that's nice that they have the option of doing online then. Yeah, it's so it's so convenient, honestly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I don't know. Do you live in the GTA? Do you have to? Did you have to commute at all? No, or? I I live in Guelph, so okay. that was the big thing. I I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to commute, but the online made it accessible. Yeah, that's awesome. I was in Cambridge at the time, so I was driving from Cambridge, and I had a friend who was in Guelph too, who who commuted, and it was just not the funnest, but oh it was good for you guys. <laughs> it was honestly like the school was just so awesome and like what we were learning. So I was like, I'm just going to push through because I really love it. But uh, yeah, definitely tough. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you for sharing all that. Um, I am really interested to know about what has helped you manage your mental health this year through all of, you know, COVID and lockdowns, because I know it's been really hard for a lot of us. And I know I think from who, what I've talked to, like who I've talked to recently, I think the second round of restrictions has been especially tough on people. I don't know if it's the time of year or, you know, everything kind of going on. Um, but what have you found has helped? What have you found that's helped um, with these changes and kind of coping? Yeah, it's kind of interesting because, I mean, there was a first and now a second wave. And I feel like what worked for me in the first wave is totally different What than what's working for me in the second wave. Um, Mm -hmm. So the first wave, I actually decided to start my business like a month before we went into lockdown and had all the restrictions. So I always just felt this intense purpose and like I was still growing and learning and developing through the first wave. So that actually, Mm -hmm. oddly enough, really helped my mental health. And I think it's, like I said, I had that purpose Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. idea of like, I have a purpose. I'm helping others. And that just got me through the first wave, quite honestly. And then at that point, restrictions restrictions started letting up. Uh, mm-hmm. Be like, you know, your social, your social circle, your bubble. And that helped. And now that we're in the second wave, I find what's really helping me is staying on top of, you know, my, I guess, diet in a sense. But um you know, eating to fuel my body and soul. So I eat healthy, so to speak. But if I like, let's say one night we want to order pizza, well, then I'm going to eat pizza. You know what I mean? So really not being too restrictive there. Also keeping up with the supplements that work for me. And I would say just being really in tune with what my body needs. So whether that be body movement, um, could be yoga, could be an intense high intensity workout. Um, but really I think the main thing for me through this lockdown is checking in with myself and asking myself, okay, what do I need today? What do I want to feel today? And how do I achieve that? Mm -hmm. I love that. So just kind of like checking in with yourself uh, every Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. because it definitely changes from day to day. I find like 
my mental health can be really good one day. And then the next day it's like, I feel so down and just like a feeling of doom almost. Um, just yes. because of like, you don't, I think it's like the uncertainty of like, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, are we going to be in lockdown for Christmas? Like all that kind of stuff. Um, oh, totally. can be tough. Mm-hmm. Especially as women, like I find, I was interested, I was actually listening to a podcast today and they were talking about our hormone, our hormonal (laughs) cycles compared to men's hormonal cycle and men are on a 24 hour hormonal cycle. Whereas women are on, you know, 28 day, they're about hormonal cycle. Mm -hmm. So week to week, day to day can be totally different, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's really giving yourself that, I mean, being gentle with yourself that, yeah, it's okay if you're not going to feel the same today or you can't do the same thing today as you did yesterday. And I find just putting it in that kind of perspective is really helpful. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. That's a really great way to look at it actually. And I, I, that's a huge, huge reason why I love people to track their cycles. Um, mm-hmm. and I always recommend that because then you kind of know where you're at and then you can be kind of more gentle with yourself. Cause it's like, okay, if my period's coming soon, it's like, okay, I might be a little more emotional or sensitive, Um, and then you're not going to be as hard on yourself for, you know, not wanting to get stuff done or not being like, you know, emotionally able to handle a lot of stuff. Totally. Mm -hmm, For sure. Um, and I wanted to also talk a little bit about one of your latest posts that you had shared. You were talking about alcohol and anxiety, which I really think is really important. And it's something that I've experienced myself with, uh, alcohol. I've always, I've never really drank a whole lot of alcohol. I um, never went through a party phase, but um, I've had moments like even like last December where I went out for my sister's birthday and I drank a lot. And then I just all of a sudden had this feeling of being so down and like not well, but I had no reason to feel that way. And it was so out of the blue. Um, and I think alcohol definitely has a huge impact on our mood that we don't really kind of put together. Um, and I think a lot of people are using it as a coping mechanism mechanism this year for sure. So what are your thoughts on alcohol and its impact on our mental health? Totally. Um, so I guess for any of like your listeners who didn't see my post, I was really kind of addressing what Gabby was saying, the, um, you know, coping through the lockdown with alcohol. But when you pair that with the isolation, maybe you've lost a job, maybe you're sick, all of that. And then on top of that, mental health. And then on top of that, alcohol, mm-hmm. it's just, it's not a great mix because alcohol is an anti-nutrient. So it depletes your body of lots of key nutrients, vitamins, minerals, essential acids, uh, essential fatty acids, sorry. And, you know, it affects your serotonin production or serotonin production. And yeah, so I guess in that regard. Um, I've seen, it's interesting. I've seen people whose mental health has really suffered from excessive alcohol consumption. And it's interesting because it's not something you really see during it, but when you reflect back on it at the beginning and then at the end, it's like, whoa, that was a big shift that they made mentally. Mm -hmm. And so going off of that, I don't think it's great for mental health. With that being said, I think there's a good, how do I want to put this? There's power in being self-aware. So for me, what I find is, yeah, sometimes alcohol doesn't affect me well. It either leaves me feeling very depressed or really anxious the next day as part of a hangover. Mm -hmm. And what I've been trying to do and what I've actually been I feel like I've been doing it successfully, (laughs) but, um, is 
you know, having that self-awareness of how am I feeling right now? How am I feeling today? And how do I want to feel tomorrow? If I'm feeling good right now and my mental health is good, then I'm probably okay to enjoy a drink or two if I'm going out to dinner with friends pre-COVID, of course. But um, if I'm not feeling great and, you know, I am feeling very anxious or very depressed, well, then maybe I'll just have a water when I go out to dinner with friends or something like that. And I find that is a lot more helpful helpful for mental health instead of just saying I'm just not going to drink alcohol anymore I'm just going to restrict it totally because then that adds on a whole other layer of anxiety of okay now I'm restricted what if I have a little sip oh my gosh I had a glass of wine I was so bad and then you just start a whole different spiral of anxiety so I think the biggest thing for me personally in terms of alcohol and mental health is having that self-awareness um But with that being said, if you are suffering quite greatly from mental health right now, I wouldn't go drink alcohol. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And is there anything that you would recommend for people to reach for instead of alcohol? Like if they're kind of looking for something to help relax them or, you know, an alternative? Ooh, that's a great question, actually. Um, For myself personally, I mean, I... I guess I'm kind of coming at this from almost a biased perspective of when I think someone wants alcohol, I think of kind of nighttime Mm -hmm. um, and as a way to relax and unwind. You hear a lot of people saying, oh, I just, I need a glass of wine to unwind tonight or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I think in these cold winter months and during lockdown, a really great substitute would actually be a chamomile tea. Um, It's warm, it's relaxing, it's soothing, and it feels so good during these cold months. And I think that's just, you know, it's going to support your mental health and quite mm-hmm. honestly, your physical health too. Mm-hmm. So that would be my probably biggest suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I oh, love water. that. Water never hurts either. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Water. I know I find it's tough to get water in, in the winter. I feel like tea is like my go-to, but I love that idea mm-hmm. of having a tea instead. Um, and kind of back to your mentioning, like when you're out with friends, if you, you know, opt for a water instead, because you kind of know mentally going in, like, I don't know if it'll make me feel good. Um, I was actually out for lunch a while ago with a friend and you know, the lady was like, oh, do you want a drink? And I was like thinking about it like, oh, no, no, thanks. And she was like, well, if you would have said yes, I would have probably gotten one. And we were like, it's so interesting how there's kind of this like pressure around alcohol and like social Mm -hmm. situations where we feel obligated to drink because other people are drinking or to kind of like fit in or we kind of feel like odd if we are not drinking or partaking in it. So it's kind of interesting to to be aware of that. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. it kind of, it just makes it more comfortable too. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. now I know that we can both just enjoy the night without drinking and really enjoy each other's company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And not feel like, oh, I'm I'm doing this because they're doing it or, you know, you know, you can kind of do what you feel called to do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, And so I know you talk a lot about um, anxiety on your Instagram, of course, and you have your anxiety resilience program, which I love the name of that, by the way. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Could you share a little bit about what that program looks like and all that's included and kind of what it looks like to work with you? Sure. So it's a three-month program, but of course there's options to extend. I have had clients extend because, you know, 
if you get to the end of the three months and you're still feeling a bit more anxiety and want to work further, I'm not going to just dump you kind of thing. <laughs> so there is the option to extend, but pretty much the whole idea behind it is I take women from feeling anxious and frustrated and helpless in their mental health to a more calm, present, happy, and empowered self. And we really do this through um, diet, supplements, and a whole medical not medical, but yeah, I guess your medical history overview. Um, so how's your sleep? How are your guts? How are your hormones? Um, it's really all encompassing to be a whole holistic thing. So Mm -hmm. in my program, you get a new meal plan every month that is personalized to you on your likes. And then obviously your dislikes aren't in there. Um, we meet, monthly, we meet bi-weekly, sorry, (laughs) bi-weekly just to check in and see how you're doing. And some people it's a quick call and some people need to kind of let things off their chest and we go through that. Um, But the idea of the program and why it's three months long is I want the changes to be small and progressive and sustainable because my program isn't meant to add more anxiety to your life. So a lot of times I find when people start new programs or new meal plans, especially um, not to slander any, I guess, people in the fitness world or influencer world or anything like that. But I have, it seems like sometimes there's that added anxiety of, oh, I need to eat this way. I need to eat perfectly. I need to reach my goals. Mm -hmm. And that that's not what I want. I want it to be a very, something that you can really implement into your life and feel comfortable doing. And you learn as you go. And if you make a mistake, you make a mistake and you learn from it and we keep going. But the idea of the program isn't to add more anxiety. It's to just support you through your own anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, And really what I want my clients to learn is that they ultimately do have the power to control their anxiety And I know as society, it's like, you need pharmaceuticals, you need to go to therapy, you need to do this, you need to do that. And really, all the answers are within yourself. But sometimes you just need that objective input to say, okay, here's maybe where you need a bit more love and attention in your life to address that anxiety there. And I think it's important to note also that it's not always about the nutrition and supplements. So I could throw a perfect meal plan that just gives you the most balanced meals and supports your hormones and your gut. And then I can throw all the supplements at you. But if you aren't addressing other underlying issues, like let's say unresolved trauma or toxic relationships or other stressors in your life, you're going to be chronically depleting those same vitamins and nutrients and minerals And we're not going to quite get anywhere until those are addressed. So it's taking those into consideration as well. So I guess it's really (laughs) an all-encompassing thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, to get to the point, you get three meal plans. We meet bi-weekly and we just kind of keep moving slowly but surely through it. I love that. I think... Yeah, I love the holistic approach of just like looking at all areas of your health because I feel like, like you said, you can't address one area without addressing the other ones because everything is so interconnected. Totally. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because I didn't like realize that again until I went to IHN and I was like, wow, like you know, your mental, your mindset affects like your gut and you know, your gut affects hormones and inflammation and everything. Like it's just wild. 
Yeah, that was actually a huge aha moment for me at IHN too. I was like, what? Because <laughs> I just come from the nutritional sciences background. So it's, mm-hmm. okay, you have high blood pressure. Let's reduce your cholesterol mm-hmm. by doing this, like eating more beans or something like that, you know, but it's really a whole system working mm-hmm. together. So you got to address the whole system. Yeah, for sure. I bet that must've been weird to kind of shift from like that mindset of that like program to the IHN one. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It's been, yeah, but it's cool. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love, I always say this, but I love practitioners who have kind of both sides. They have kind of the more like, not like as medical, but medical and kind of sciencey background along with the holistic kind of alternative. Um, just because I feel like it all fits together so well. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. My last question for you is what are your top three tips for listeners to start doing today to improve their anxiety? Sure. So my first one is definitely to start connecting to yourself and build that self-awareness. Um, so different ways you can do this is asking, what are you feeling? What do you need in this moment? How do you want to feel? And then Ultimately, what can you do to feel that way or to feel better or to really pinpoint your emotions and where they're stemming from? I think self-awareness is a huge, huge part of really managing your anxiety because until you get to that, you're kind of going blindly at it, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So they start with developing a self-awareness. This takes practice also. So don't Be frustrated if the first time you try it and you don't know where the emotion is stemming from, you don't know how to get to feeling better. It's a work in progress and it's something you develop as you go. My second tip off of that would be to advocate for yourself. So if you are feeling a bunch of anxiety or, you know, your guts are really, you're constantly bloated or constipated or have stomach pains and you notice that your anxiety is heightening around that time that's when it's time to go to the doctor. I mean, really it's time to go to the doctor before that, but, Mm -hmm. um, and if they don't give you a good answer or they just say, Oh, it's okay. Come back. If it gets worse, it might be time to look at someone else and, you know, reach out to a naturopath, reach out to a holistic nutritionist, reach out even to a family member or someone you trust that, you know, will support you. And just to be able to talk through it that feeling that you're not crazy is so helpful in those situations. So I'd say definitely advocate for yourself. And if you think something is wrong, keep trying to figure it out. I know it's exhausting, but honestly, it's so worth it when you get to the end and you get answers. Mm -hmm. And then my last tip would be to celebrate your wins. So with mental health, I think we're especially hard on ourselves. And on those days where you are in the lows and you just can't get out of bed and you you feel like you haven't done anything, you've definitely done something that day. You've probably, I don't know, eaten something. You've probably brushed your teeth that day. Maybe you took a shower that day. Those things are all worth celebrating because they're things that you did to take care of yourself and put yourself first. And I think there's so much value in reflecting at the end of the day of all the things that you did for yourself and celebrating them because they're worth celebrating. So those are my top three tips for um, improving your anxiety today. Mm, I love those. I feel like celebrating your wins is so, it's so good. And we don't tend to do that. We don't tend to stop and be like, wow, okay, I did, you know, I got out of bed this morning or like, oh, I did all these little things today. Like it adds up. It really does. Right. And I find the days where I'm, I mean, 
for example, I'm really stressed out with work or something. And at the end of the day, I kind of write down everything I did. And it's like, holy crap, I did so much today. Why am I being so hard on myself? I'm an like rock star right now. <laughs> and it totally shifts your mood and just, oh, I just love it. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Honestly, I've gotten in the habit where I'll make a to-do list and then I will do a bunch of other stuff that's not on the to-do list and I'll add it yeah. to it and cross it off. And it just feels so nice because you're like, look at all the stuff I did today. <laughs> totally. Yes, <Yeah>. that's me too. <laughs> yeah. It seems so silly and so tiny, but it definitely helps. And I feel like after 2020, like we all need to just be kind to ourselves. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. We made it through a hard year. We deserve to be kind to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we really do. We've done enough. Like, I think just the fact that we're alive and we're surviving this year is, you know, celebration enough. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, so what is next for you? What do you kind of have planned in the next, you know, few weeks or few months or the new years or anything going on for you? Um, yeah, I'm actually thinking about doing an event. But, you know, it's kind of hard to plan with COVID. <laughs> yeah, just a little. <laughs> but that is my ultimate goal of 2021 is to host an event that's all about healing and supporting and connection and just bringing people together and kind of creating this community to remind everyone that you're not in this alone and there's ways to support yourself by yourself, but also with others around. So, mm -hmm. um yeah, in the new year, I'm really, really hoping to host an event at some point and it may have to be virtual, but that's mm -hmm. my, that's my goal for sure. Oh, that's awesome. And I feel like if we have to do virtual stuff, which might be, might be the reality, um, it's nice so that you can reach more people to not just, you know, who's local to you. That's so true. Actually. I didn't think mm -hmm. of it like that. Mm -hmm. That's a good perspective. Yeah. I'm trying to like, look at the positives lately. Cause I'm just, I was like really down, you know, last week. So now I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. there's a lot of positives to the virtual stuff, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Positive thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta do what you can. Totally. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So where can everybody find you online? Sure. So I'm on Instagram at flourish and fettle. Still working on the webpage, but that will be up. That's also a 2021 goal. So. <laughs> but yeah, as for right now on Instagram at Flourish and Fettle. Okay, amazing. So I will direct everyone there. And then if they want to work with you, can they just like DM you and kind of go from there? Yeah, for sure. A DM is easy enough and we can get started and we can do a free 20 minute boost my mood consultation call and see, you know, where you're struggling, what you need more help with and if we think we'll be a good fit. Amazing. All right. Well, Alexis, thank you so much for coming on today and thank you for sharing all of that amazing information and tips. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot, share with us and tag both myself and Alex on Instagram and leave us a rating and review. If you are on Apple podcasts, we'd love to hear from you and hear what you think. Anyways, we'll see you next Monday for a brand new episode.